0: Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Hello, I'm Rodney Cyrus. In this interview, I speak with Sherelle Casal, the former Crystal Palace women's player, now with Portsmouth. The upbeat and forward-thinking footballer shared her football journey to date. Enjoy. Sherelle, how are you?
1: Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm not too bad. Uh, Let's get straight into it. What's your favourite drink?
1: Yes. (laughs) Jack
0: Daniels <laughs> <laughs> this is the strangest interview so get straight into it what's your favorite drink yeah that's good that's good and well, it's only it's only a Monday afternoon so why not start the week as you mean to finish it yes yeah absolutely
1: good good, good stuff <laughs>
0: um, now before we kind of clicked record I wanted to do a little bit of research on you as I, as I mentioned and I didn't find out much which kind of makes it me a much more interesting little chat that we're going to have um i've seen you play i've seen you play at crystal palace and i knew that you were at crystal palace but i couldn't find out anything else it was strange it's almost like wikipedia did me no service at all Mm -hmm. so what i'd want to find out about you because i know that you've joined a new club but i want to find out about your new club i want to find out about you as a player what makes you tick but i want to find out before before Portsmouth, is where you are now, Palace and, and beyond, because you seem to me a bit of a mystery. Do I? Yeah, you are, because I'm like thinking, this, I couldn't find anything. Maybe my, my Google search wasn't working today. But
1: Yeah, because I do have a Wikipedia page, which is a mystery to me.
0: Well, there you um, go.
1: On. And it has everything on there, so you right. might have put my name wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's yeah. all the fun, fun and games, isn't it?
0: We've, we've um, covered that bit. There's no need to be, no need to go over <laughs> that. <laughs> oh
1: what God. do you want to know?
0: Well, look, well, I know, I know that you just joined Portsmouth. So yeah. what, was, what was the driving force for you to join Portsmouth?
1: Um, I mean, Portsmouth is, um, is where I'm living. Um, it's where my boyfriend's from. Mm-hmm. He's you know, lived here all his life. It was the first place I moved to when moving to the UK. Um, well, goodness me, like nine years ago now. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of, you know, that, that club where it has a lot of ambitions. I go to a lot of the men's home games um, when I can. You know, Portsmouth is a part of my heart as well. So, for me, it was kind of like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what the club's about, not just the women's team or the men's team, like the community, Portsmouth. You know, they've, they've kind of... Just got this unity where, yeah, if things go wrong, things go wrong. But when things go great, it's fantastic. Like the atmosphere when we played um, Portsmouth, I think it was pre COVID in a friendly mm. um, down there, their way. I think they had like 600 fans, 800 fans. So again, it's kind of following off of that. You know, I'm, I'm big about the fans and, you know, the community. And, you know, and, and I get that vibe from Portsmouth.
0: That's good. You know, I didn't know that you you were actually living that So you were commuting that whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was about an hour and 50 minutes to wow. get there and then obviously get back.
0: That, that isn't something you want to do on an on a evening kickoff though, is it really?
1: No, not at all. Well, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm quite fortunate. that I've got my own business. what well, business is now. Um, so it kind of gives me that, that kind of freedom. But then at the same time, it really doesn't because you've, you're getting up. So sometimes last season I was getting home about 12, half 12 and then getting up at five to start the day. It kind of takes its toll. And then to, to make sure, you know, I'm a player that wants to give 110% training, the gym, games. Um, you know, if I have a bad day, I've got to look at my day and go, right, okay, what went wrong? Why didn't I train at my, you know, my max? Um, and, you know, travel was a big part in that. So you've, you've got to kind of look at your, your health as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I have to commend you for doing that kind of travel. I, I you know, work for myself to a degree, do some yeah. work within education, and I've realised the older I get, the less I want to travel. If it's more than forty minutes, it's just too far. <laughs> it just really is. It gets, I? It gets boring. Um,
1: yeah, just too far. Yeah. it gets so, very boring.
0: <laughs> you know, so it it you know adding that to what I already knew of you, thinking, oh my god, you've travelled all that way to the games, a home games. Then you have to factor when you're playing away, when you're playing, you know, Durham. Yeah. What does that mean for you? What time do you need to leave? You know, do you, did you stay close to the ground or the home ground when you were at Palace and, and, and then?
1: No, no. Was, I literally up? just traveled every single time up. So, like a home game to me, I'll leave my house at 10 yeah. um, to make sure we're at Bromley at 12, 12 yeah. 15. And of course, the we love the M25. Don't we? <laughs> Don't it's a mystery. That's the mystery. <laughs> Don't we? Which lane
0: do you prefer? <laughs>
1: There's
0: a certain lane I like and I've just been. I'm not leaving this one. It's, it's no, the no. one for me. Um, so you won't miss that at all then?
1: No, no. Um, I mean, we had Wimbledon at the weekend and I was going past it on the A3 and I was like, I do not miss this. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, I had some fantastic times travelling. Um, yeah, yeah you know but then it does take it you know doing it for two and a half years it takes it and
0: would your partner travel with you to the game to home game would he travel home with game well? yeah. every yeah. home game he came yeah. to
1: like obviously pre-covid
0: yeah uh, his family stuff. come as
1: well because his dad used to be a footballer yeah. um, so he's mad into football so yeah
0: right, who, who is his dad
1: uh, Gary Wallace he used to play for Norwich
0: wow okay
1: and Portsmouth and Southampton F- football in the family yeah oh, his wow. yeah I don't know what happened to him though yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you,
0: you throw those verbal jibes out during you know like the programs what happens to you then yeah, absolutely <laughs> you can't talk he's
1: good at everything else I've got him on football so oh, that's all right, then. That's, well that's
0: the most important thing
1: yeah that's absolutely. The, most,
0: the most important thing okay so you've explained you know your decision as to why it's Portsmouth it's, it makes sense and mm. obviously you're, you're, you're big into the club anyway because you go and watch the games the expectation, because so much has been made about the championship and the WSL being kind of, you know, in terms of the, the the challenges that the WSL had in terms of other teams challenging the top teams, I found the championship to be extremely challenging for every team. It didn't matter which team you were, you're going to have a hard mm-hmm. game. Are you expecting to have the same level of challenge with Portsmouth in the National League?
1: Um yeah, I, I think so. I do think so. Because this league, I mean, in Portsmouth alone, I think they've got six championship players now. Um, I know Oxford have signed quite a few people. I mean, you've got Ipswich that are now professional. Um, you've got Southampton that are, you know, building off again from another strong team. So I do think it'll be very, very physical. Um, it'll be a battle. I think it'll be just like the championship. Um yeah, I really do. I mean, I played in this league before, before Palace, um, and it was very competitive then. And the standards have just got higher over the last couple of years. So I do think it's, you know, you get you, you get your odd games where you don't get that in the championship, where, you know, they're an easier team. Um, but who says a team's easy these days? You just don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, last season we banked on a few, you know, beating a few teams and we end up drawing or losing. So... It's, it's kind of what team turns up on the day and, and how much effort you put in to, to get those points. But yeah, I do really feel that this is going to be like a physical lead, but the ambitions of Portsmouth and, you know, just being around the girls for the last three weeks, it's been unbelievable. And everyone's got the same ambition as to win the league. And, you know, got high hopes for that.
0: And, you know, you know about winning the league, you you, you see Portsmouth definitely pushing for that top spot next season.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They've got all the infrastructures. You know, they've got the right people behind the club. They haven't just got the women's, um, you know, the coach and stuff. They've also got the men. So, like Danny Cowley comes down and sees all the players. You know, as a first team manager, you don't really get that in um, any really football team I've been in personally. Um, so, to have a first team manager come to your training sessions, it's great. Um, and I'm sure he's going to keep coming on. And you know he's coaching Jay, which is the manager at Portsmouth. So yeah, in the last what, three weeks, it was my first game on Sunday. Already they're starting to see some clicks. So yeah, it's yeah. positive.
0: That's good. And I, mean, I, I I didn't keep up to date with the scores at the, the the weekend's friendly. How did you get on?
1: Um, our game was a bit of a disaster. We we were two nil up um scored on my debut which is good but the game got called off at 32 minutes because of um the the weather we had um yeah thunder and lightning and atrocious rain
0: that's that that, this is the typical english weather arrived a little bit too soon but i i I did know the weather was bad but obviously my mind was elsewhere i I just assumed games carried on as normal but it's a bit of a shame 32 minutes and and in that time was it good
1: yeah, it was 2-0 up. Um, yeah, we could have literally it was yeah, you know, we started clicking in our own units. I think there was five new players on the pitch. So again, it's gonna take its kind of toll to, to get used to and you know, training together. Um, but what we done in 32 minutes was very, very positive. Um, you know, the, the chances that we created um two 0 up in thirty-two minutes isn't bad for a team that haven't really played together. Uh, and I reckon if the game carried on it could have been five, six, nil. Because um, we were very dominant, so it's just, you know, it's just about getting those clicks in, I guess, and getting back to play. I think they're going to reschedule a game with us. So hopefully.
0: that'll be good. Uh, what, what position did you play? Number
1: play number nine. They play actually, yeah. We played two up top. So
0: and how did you how did you find that?
1: It's different because I've been playing with the same girls kind of for the last two years, um, and Palace didn't really change too much in the second year um so obviously it's learning people's you know are they going to give it in behind are they going to give it to feet um, but I think you kind of as a forward you've got to dictate that of going right give me the ball I want it to feet or no I want it over um and as the game was going on they were realizing when I wanted it to feet and when I wanted it to over or who I was playing with was Tamsin um she's a, she's very much a holder player so it's kind of nice to work you know I never got the chance to to kind of go up top with Ashley Hinks because you know, she would have been perfect. She's more of a holder and I'm behind, so... But yeah, you know, it started to click and then we got our first goal and then we got a second goal and then the game got abandoned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, look, just claim the victory. Just claim Absolutely. the victory. Just claim the victory.
1: A win's a win. <laughs> oh, wait, listen, <laughs>
0: 10 minutes in if the game is still claim it. So, yeah, we won that. Whether it's yeah. a 10-minute game, five-minute game, <laughs> it's fine. Uh OK, well, look, I, I definitely will be paying more attention to Portsmouth. The National League, I think, generally is... It seems to have strengthened across the board a number of teams and I just believe that and I, I put this down to say like London Bees, you know, missing out in terms of a league spot within the championship. So many of their players have moved on and I've just seen players pop up in different places and I've I'm so interested. So when I saw that Utah for Portsmouth, I was thinking, okay, wow, okay, right. <laughs> so this is this is the ripple effect that, you know, as fans we've been talking about for some time, that as a fan. Of the women's game you know i want to see competitive games from yeah. top the championship and below and i, I believe it, it's for me i just love watching the game and i love watching you play. and when i was at Pal- watching at palace should i say i had a chance to come and watch you guys at palace you know there were some tough tough fixtures that you were in mm. and i just thought sometimes you played out of your skin and you never got the rubber of the green and then you know you were playing against a team that was slightly better than you and you won yeah, it was a, it was a str- like the, the league just you just couldn't make it up sometimes. So, um, and
1: I think that's frustrating as as players as well because the teams that we kind of lost to last year, we should have beat, um, and it's a hard, they're the hardest ones to take. Um, but then you know we, we were drawn against London Lionesses, um, which a year before they beat us twice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it's really it's hard. Yeah. I think that was my, <laughs> I
0: think that was my first game I went to. When I was, oh, was covering the pod, and it was um, and it was a one-one.
1: Yes, one-one. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I, within the first ten minutes, it was an evening game.
1: Evening, yeah. Evening, yeah.
0: And the first ten minutes, I couldn't believe the tackles that were going in, and I thought these two teams do not like each other. <laughs> <laughs> this football, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah,
1: we, we were one and up for a long time. Wow. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's tough, but it's good. You know, I, I like that. I enjoy that. Um, I like a challenge and we do it you know last season we done it at train at the same time I mean Marzia used to love it anyone that used to go in there you'd be like clapping Um, it just kind of gives that competitive, doesn't it
0: it does it does indeed but look look we talked a little bit about Portsmouth I want to ask you about your time at Palace you know how did it come about you joining them and what was it like for you while you were there
1: yeah um I think Dean approached me um I mean, he wanted me the season before, um, but I got a bit of an injury, so I kind of kind of stayed at the club I was at. Um, and then soon as the season finished, he pretty much got a hold of me and says, "Look, sure, we want you at Palace." Um, so I went down there, had a look around, kind of already felt—I don't know if you ever get this feeling—but when you go to a place, you already feel warm. Mm. Um, and I walked into Bromley, and I thought, you know what, this is this is a good feeling. Spoken to Dean, spoken to Kirk, um, and Paula. Um, then met with the girls and I thought, you know what, this is a club I like to, to be at. So as players do, we always check social media, um, looked at the fans. You know, I'm very much about the fans. I don't know if you noticed, yeah, of um, but yeah, very much about the fans. And when I kind of like see everyone kind of on Twitter back in the women's, um, I was like, right, this is a club I want to sign for and kind of take that step back up. Because I kind of dropped down um, when I moved to the UK. Um, I was playing at Brighton again. They were in the same league that I'm in now. Um, and then kind of dropped down to, and I was like, do you know what? I know I need to be up higher. I need to challenge myself. Um, so yeah. And then I made the step up.
0: And what was it like while you were there? I loved it. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I I really did. I, I, it was for me, turn up to training. Yeah. It's an hour and 50 minutes. Some days it can be longer, depending on traffic. But when you get there, everyone is so nice. Like the team last year was probably one of the best teams I've been in in regards to jail. Like everyone got on with everyone. It was like a little family, you know, we'd always be chatting and bantering with each other on the group chat. We'll get a training. They let us have that 15, 20 minute, right girls, get it out. <laughs> um, you know, we used to kill each other and, it, you know, it was just a really good atmosphere at training. You nugget someone and you're like, I'll oh, see ya. <laughs> Um, But no, it was, it was really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed my time at Palace.
0: Well, and, you know, which was the performance or the game that stood out for you the most? I know we've mentioned London City Lionesses, but apart from that. Um,
1: it's a hard, that's a hard one. Um,
0: I aim to do that.
1: Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Uh, Leicester, uh, when we went one nil up and I scored that goal. Um, just outside of the box that was that was a good game really enjoyed that um, but yeah London line S is 1-1 is very up there to be fair um, London Bees. yeah London Bees. when we beat them 4-1 unfortunately I wasn't there for the 6-0 one I was um, done my groin yeah. uh, but would have loved to have been there
0: You are, um, well, I'm sure if you were it would probably would have been like four more goals I think London Bees. <laughs> I think they just turned up to get they just knew it was not going to be their day because it just didn't I think it just we didn't just, go
1: for them. Any time we played London Bees, it was the most relaxed vibes in the changing rooms. Mm. And we go out there and we just score. And, you know, we really enjoy it. It's, I don't know what it was, but it was just London Bees was that team. I'm, I'm sure you get them in every league. But it was that team where we'll go into the changing rooms. You know, we'll be having a laugh. Because the bigger games, there's nerves. People are quiet. The music's playing. And you're kind of in your own zone. But yeah. for London Bees, for some reason, everyone was talking, laughing, get out of the pitch, do the job and come back in. It was just, yeah, it was weird, that, that one team. Um, but we done the job every single yeah. time. So, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> do you know, it, 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 it's funny because I say I've watched Chris Palace quite a few times and um, been fortunate enough for them to let me in. Yeah. They were very kind to allow me to enter. Um, <laughs> and I was always impressed with the way I saw the team. Play. There was just always a hundred percent commitment, and just there just seemed to be a togetherness from everyone. And you mm-hmm. could tell, as you mentioned, when when you didn't win, um, it was really hard on you guys. And uh, they, I was at the side waiting with the other journalists, waiting for a post-match comment, and I could think, no one's coming over because they don't want, they don't want to speak to anyone. <laughs> after this game they don't want to talk to anyone at all so i totally get it but you know i got the sense from watching you and the others play that you really enjoyed your time there and and, and as you said it, they seem like a really good bunch i want to ask you you know you talked about the banter and you know some people getting it yeah yeah a uh, couple of questions who's the biggest mona in training
1: oh the biggest mona coral Really? Coral was the biggest miner. Really? Yeah. If it wasn't going her way, you would know about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would
0: never have expected you to say her.
1: Yeah, Coral, I say she's the biggest miner. Wow. Um, if it's not going her way, Dre, Dre, she's going to hate me for this. I'll message her in a minute. I'll be like, I dropped you in. Uh, she, yeah, too loud. No, she's not. She's the biggest bannerer. actually. Dre is.
0: I'm not saying Yeah, not yeah saying Dre's anything. the
1: biggest banner I like. She just kills everyone, even the she, coaches. Really? She has no yeah, she has no filter. It's so funny. Okay.
0: You that's know, good. it's like if
1: you're gonna say something, you think about it, Dre's just nah. Just, She's just straight up.
0: Just, just just lets it out. Just
1: yeah.
0: okay, that's good. Well that'd be great when the fans are back. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. Who was the best player?
1: As in yeah. training? or Training and you
0: played with. Who did you think that was? You just looked at them and thought, wow, you've got everything and you you, you just consistently perform at a high level. AJ. Really?
1: Annabelle, yeah. I mean, she's probably one of the best skippers I've had mm. at club football. Um, yeah, just training, turns up, gets you going. You know, if you've had a long day at work um and you get there and you think oh right come on two hours let's go but she just consistently so good at training consistency go so good in games as you you know um whether she's on the right the left or the middle you know she was always so consistent
0: okay that's good i could ask you some more about that and crystal palace but uh I, I want you to have friends <laughs> <laughs> well Coral might have a few things to say but you know I won't, I won't hold it against her um let's step away from Palace for a bit and uh, as I said I didn't find much about you so you can tell me before Palace where were you before they approached you and you talked also about you when you arrived in the UK You I mean that must have been a big a big rent for you to kind of leave home to then make a yeah. life in this country.
1: So my family live in Ireland, in Waterford, it's a Republic. Um, we kind of, I, I was born in Ireland and um, moved to the UK when I was about five or six. Um, and then my dad was an architect, so he was going around from country to country. So he was in London for a long time. So we moved to the Isle of w- White. Um, which is really good. Um, kind of, so I kind of like the new, I knew England, you know, I lived there for about six or seven years and then moved back to Ireland. And then at that time, um, Arsenal Academy, um, asked me to join them. So I moved to England when I was 14, uh, 15 anyway. Um, so I was there till I was 17. And then from Academy, I moved straight to America. So I played out in the States for three years Um, So I kind of never really lived at home since I was about 15. Um, So, yeah, so at a young age I left and then, yeah, played out in America. Absolutely loved my time out there. Um, It wasn't school, it was just football,
0: um,
1: which was really nice. Um, And then, yeah, moved um, to Canada, played football out there and I got a full scholarship um, in Vancouver. But I just kind of football stopped in like November Um, and so did my performing arts and then everything else was just kind of like maths and English and I was never I was never like good at school anyway school kind of bored me um, unless if I was doing sports or drama so I kind of had to you know really think hard what I wanted to do because at that stage I was about 20 21 um, and I was like right okay sure you need to focus on what you 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 know want to do in your life and so I I took the kind of decision to move back to to the UK which is where my boyfriend was living in Portsmouth, so we moved. He was going to either move to Ireland or I was going to move here. Um, and to be honest, back then there was not much in Ireland where we live in Waterford, so I took the decision to move here. Um, a few of my friends played at Brighton, so I went and signed for Brighton. And then, yeah, we are here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are. you know, you, you 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 tell me in a very matter of fact way about some of the things that you, living away from home at fifteen. And when you say that, I ask the question, you know, what does that what does that do to a 15? Because a lot of 15-year-olds are still living at home with their mum and dad mm. or wherever, and, you know, they've got a pair of, like, dirty socks on the floor and half-eaten packet of crisps stuck behind their pillow or something like that. But you've moved away.
1: I think it makes you more independent. It makes you more actually, do you know what, it, you've kind of got like a, a young adulthood shall we say it makes you more disciplined it makes you more focused um I don't think if I didn't have that roadmap I wouldn't be what I'm doing now Mm. um it makes your vision a lot clearer um to what you want um and also you know just the little things like at home like you said you know I did go home and I did make sure I made the most of it (laughs) And my mum wears dinner at six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it just kind of, and the girls I had around me at Academy, you know, they, they were great. Um, Especially the older ones that have obviously been in Academy for a year already. Um, My housemates were great. So yeah, it kind of makes it a lot easier.
0: It does. I, I mean, you say it makes you a lot easier, but 15 is a very young age. I mean, I would be, mm. be uh, dreading someone saying to me at 15, you're going to leave home, you know, thinking about my mum's cooking and, the the frequency at which I visit the fridge yeah the thing, those things that I take for granted without thinking that I would not be able to do anymore and you know 15 year are to do this and and make a life for yourself and you're making real adult decisions and I'm just you know I'm thinking how does it impact me obviously you say it's it's giving you vision it's giving yeah, you a clear it's given me roadmap. that
1: focus yeah that that's you know I've always had done things at the side um, it's not always been football, because back then women's football wasn't massive. I mean, I got paid good in America, but, you know, you have to go to another country to, to get, you know, what you're worth. Um, so here now, for, for the younger generations, it's incredible what they've got, um, mm-hmm. because people like myself, you know, I know quite a few people that have done what I've done at such a young age. Um, but it's the love of the game, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I know you, you mentioned that you have to go to America to get paid what you're worth mm. um, I've never asked anyone about what the salary is for you know in the women's game I think, I think it's kind of almost like a an area not to go to but mm-hmm. it's not enough I know it's not enough in comparison no, to enough. what the men's get um, do, uh, do you have a, an, a kind of a, a small amount of resentment to the fact that you had to go to America
1: I think so I think so a little bit but I'm quite a positive person Rodney so I'm just kind of like do you know what the younger generation is there um now to to kind of reap up the rewards people have set out in the UK mm. you know um we've kind of set up that stepping stone every woman that's played you know, in the, in the last ten to fifteen to twenty to twenty-five years of football, has made those stepping stones for the younger generation. Yeah. And I think if you speak to any kind of woman footballer, they'll probably say the same. And it's about, you know, getting the younger generation into it. So women's football will grow and grow and grow. Mm. Um, you don't you don't want it to be kind of like stay at that kind of settings. It's that, and it will never grow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have a very um, wise head on young soldiers and it's like you've had that kind of mindset for a long time. Mm. Um, you know, I, I look at it and I see that you're you, you are very much aware of the financial disparity between the women and the men. You, you know, you also mentioned that you had to go to America to get paid what you're worth. And, you know, for, for, for from my point of view as a fan, I can see that there is this disparity and I don't like it. Mm. You know? I don't like it. And I think it should be changed. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say how, because I might not have the answer. I might have an opinion. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's, it's not dented who you are. It's not shaken you. You you don't have, you haven't lost your faith in the game.
1: No, absolutely not. Because I think it's, and I think it's hit me is when, you know, I went out to Canada, come back, play for Brighton, um, I, the first year my traveler wasn't even getting paid again. I lived in Portsmouth. So I was traveling back and forth there two, three times a week. Um, it's because I never had that in the UK and I didn't have it in Ireland either. Um, the only time we kind of got paid was international. So when I was at, um Ireland international under 16s, under 19s and then seniors, um, and even that at one point got cut off. Um, but I believe they'd done a massive kind of, it was huge a couple of years ago about women being paid back in home um at Republic of Ireland so I think for me it's like it, I've never had it in this country and for me it's, it is about the love of game it's about getting out there it's about working hard it's about playing football um so for me it wasn't massively I was happy of just getting my travel pace <laughs> if I'm honest because <laughs> um, yeah. that does you know it does cost quite a bit of money
0: yeah you know and. You know, you say that you were happy just to get your travel paid. And, and and that's you as a semi-professional, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, I have to bring it back to the point as a fan. I talk to you as a fan, not just someone. Who's, I, when you're a fan, we always kind of forget those little things. Yeah. We forget the human side of what a player or the football players have to kind of put in. Mm. Um. For 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 the for the ninety minutes of enjoyment that we as fans kind of hope to see week in week out, and it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think it's 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 a lot of mentally, physically, emotionally. I mean, losing on a Sunday, Monday, you don't even want to. Oh, it's just hideous. Um, and as players, then we've got to look back at that game we've just lost, um, analyze it, and it. it and it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. But then it's about switching back off to that again. Next week we go again. Tuesday we go again. Wednesday we go again. Thursday we go again to win that game on Sunday of ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, so you know it is. It is a lot, but it's what you do.
0: It is what, what you do think. when
1: you're passionate about something.
0: Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. You are, and I'm glad that there are players like you who are passionate because just you know, I'm still digesting you traveling from Portsmouth to Bromley. <laughs>
1: I like travelled travel to training now. It takes about ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm like thinking. I, I already told you forty minutes, and I'm like, it's too far. It's just I'll be on the M25 thinking I need to find a, a junction now so that I can go home. I'm following the manager like my car's not working. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of them. But I, no, I'm sorry. It's just my. It's an age thing. Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's, I completely get it because it's especially do you know the hardest part is when you're injured um I got injured at the Blackbird game um done my quad and hamstring and you have to turn up to training because it's not you know Dean goes look just stay at home on the Tuesday coming on the Wednesday or stay at home on the Wednesday coming on the Tuesday but to stay around that vibe it's really important Mm -hmm. even just to go down there and you know Chico done a lot of upper work with me until I could use my legs again um you have to stay in that environment because the minute you kind of come out as an injured player it's very hard to then get back into that mentality of the positivity of oh, I'm nearly back I'm nearly back Where you're staying around that vibe of you know come on like you're watching them train I love that like watching them train doing a bit of my stuff that I can do you still feel part of the team and I think as injured players if you kind of take yourself out of that and stay at home and don't go to training because you've been told you don't have to you then start getting to, it's that mentality side then
0: well that's a measure of your dedication then mm. really yeah yeah you know not 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 just to tackle or, or be a, a visitor and an observer of training but to tackle the m25 yeah <laughs> that in itself
1: it's when it is that is the common home part
0: that is if you are
1: if you weren't at cobbling at half past 10 you've got to go the long way round. <laughs> I know where all the cameras are so we're fine but I do 70 miles per hour so it's all
0: good I know about that bit in the cameras I have have a fine to pay myself but it's not even my (laughs) way so let's not talk about that oh Um, no (laughs) oh gosh honestly um Canada Mm. you get a scholarship you're there you say your classes your your drama classes stop and it's now the academic court subjects yeah and you kind of like you're not interested um was that period when you were there was that an enjoyable period or was it very difficult
1: no very difficult extreme probably the difficult time of my kind of career because just before then I got chosen for Republic of Ireland um for a two-week camp but unfortunately that first week is when I was flying out to Canada so I turned that down which is extremely hard. You know, I've played for since I was 16, 17. So to, ch- to turn that camp down, um, was, you know, silly. And I look back and it's probably one of my biggest regrets, um, that and probably leaving Brighton. But yeah, that was tough. It was mentally tough because eight hours difference. Mm. Don't really know the people as well as I'd like to have known them. Um, got them with the girls, but then of course, when football stops, you don't really see anyone. Um, you, know, you phone up your mum and your dad and, your, and I was crying and obviously they can't do anything. Uh, my boyfriend is like look just come home but then it's that kind of, it's that thing of if I go home what if if I, if I stay here what if so I was kind of like planning out my vision again and I've always wanted my own business like no matter what it was I've always wanted my own business and I'm, I'm a techie person um, you know I'm very savvy with that, that kind of stuff so I was like look if I, if I stay here, it's going to be football, potentially a bit of performing arts. Um, cause I did like to do a bit of acting. Um, but what, what do I want? So it was kind of then when I picked up the phone to my dad and I was like, dad, get me a ticket. I'm coming home. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. Get me a ticket. I've got no money. So just get me a ticket. I'm coming home. <laughs> um, so he was like, yeah, okay. So we had a bit of a conversation for about three or four hours. Um, and, yeah, he bought me a ticket and I come home the next day. Wow. So don't book at me for a week later. I so said, book it for me for tomorrow. Um, yeah, so the next day, I think it was my flight was flying out at, like, 7pm. Um, so, yeah, I'd done that. And do you know what? I've never looked back at that, that occasion.
0: Yeah, you didn't have any regrets at all about making that decision?
1: No. The only regret I had was going. <laughs> oh, <gosh.
0: laughs> because
1: I could have stayed there and played camp for two weeks you know, the girls went out to Portugal. It's another foot in the door, you know, with the seniors at Republic of Ireland. So it's kind of look back and think, actually, that's where I failed it for, for my country, because I should have took the opportunity. But you live and you learn.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you say you make, um, you made that decision, and then you're you, you reflecting and saying that you live and learn. At that point in time, when you're making that decision, who do you speak to?
1: At that time, it was my dad.
0: Yeah. And what yeah. did your dad say?
1: He just says go with your heart. He said never go with your head, always go with your heart, um, and that's, that's exactly great. what I've done.
0: That's quite well. Okay. Um, that's good advice, but you still you still regret it.
1: Uh yeah. Oh, so sorry. Um, with the going out there. Yeah. Yeah. He said um, go with your heart, but no, I went with my head. You went going your out head. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I just thought, you know what? I thought I was. What was I then? I was about 20, 19, 20 um and I just thought of Canada. Vancouver what could happen you mm. know um, I'm going out there I've got a full scholarship so my parents don't have to pay anything don't have to pay anything um, my flight out there was paid so I thought it was the dream but obviously it wasn't
0: yeah yeah well yeah. I mean you, you were able to, to kind of come back and get back on track though
1: yeah which is the most important part actually to be fair I come back and I said to my dad can you book me a flight um, to come back into Dublin but back then it didn't, you had to get a connection flight. So you threw into Heathrow and into Dublin. Um, and I, I got to Heathrow and my boyfriend was like, oh, are you are coming to me first? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I had to ring my dad up and be like, oh dad, sorry, I'm not going to Dublin. I'm going to go to see Ben, which is my partner's name. And um, yeah, I'll be home in a week. And he was like, Sherelle, are you serious? He's like, I've just put you a ticket. You've made me do this and you're not even coming back home yet. You're going to wait a week. I was like, yeah, sorry, dad. <laughs>
0: Have you paid him back?
1: Of course I have. <laughs> and more. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well,
0: look, uh, it, it, sometimes you need to go away, or sometimes you need to fall mm. to find who you are and how you get up. And, uh, you know, you can take that, that experience from Canada and uh, you, you've made it probably push you on probably more than you think.
1: Oh, absolutely. But not just in sport and everything. Um. In absolutely everything, and um, it just kind of gives you that next level of what? Why? Why stay in your comfort zone? And I'm mm. very much about that. If you speak to anyone, they'll probably all say the same.
0: Well, do I'm you very like much to...
1: about getting oh, out of my comfort zone? Oh, you want to be out, out of, of
0: your comfort zone?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, so this is the bit where I want to know what makes you tick. Why do you think you you could you know think that way about yourself and what you want? Why do you want to be out of your comfort zone. What is it?
1: Because when I started my first business four years ago, um, I stayed in my comfort zone for about three or four months and didn't get anywhere. Mm. The minute, like, so the minute I come out of it, things changed, okay. and now I've got two businesses four years later. So, yeah. that's and that's good. all come from coming out of my comfort zone. So I've Not got to, to ask
0: you anything. about your business. You've got to tell me what's the business. What is it?
1: So we got two. So one is Empire Digital, so it's a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. So we do social media. Google Ads, websites, bespoke applications. So, for kind of people who've got ideas, we build them an app off the back of that. And then we've just launched another one two months ago, which is called Find My Cleaners, um, which is literally a digital marketplace for cleaning companies. Wow. Yeah. So we built that. We built the app. We built the um, website, and it, yes, it's ticking along very nicely.
0: So that's your is that your background in terms of tech. You do IC- yeah, it's ICT.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like um, building websites, building apps.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I've really, really kind of got to um, really excited about building businesses up. So mm. like a few of my friends have businesses, and I help them build theirs up. Yeah. I enjoy of kind of you know seeing people grow, yeah. especially around me. Yeah, it's nice to see.
0: So I'm going to ask you, you. You say that your degree was in performing arts. Yeah. Right. So you did a bit of acting. Your businesses have nothing to do with your no. initial passion because you. I'm I'm looking at the performing arts and the football and I see the creative side.
1: Yeah. So at the side, this is what I was teaching myself. My dad's very techie, right. extremely techy, right. and at the side, that's something I really enjoyed. Um, okay. And the future is tech. So as long as that you're in something that the future holds, then.
0: Do you know? Because I was trying to I was trying to join the dots together because I, <laughs> you know, forgive me. You said you know your your drama course stopped and it was like maths and English and you didn't like them
1: no and now you're them, telling no. me
0: that you're doing tech which you need to have an element of maths if I'm mistaken
1: coding coding yeah, you know <laughs> it's all Still good
0: it's all good but it, it's 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 formulas
1: yeah, but once you know, it's not like, you know, you, you sit down in a maths class and someone teaches you algebra. I don't think I've ever used it in my life. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's more of something interesting, like you put your formulas together of an app and look at the end product of what you just made. Mm-hmm. You put your formulas together on building a website from scratch and look, so it's that outcome. It's the outcome of learning how to code, whether it will be in JavaScript, HTML, I won't bore you but it's learning how to do that and create something. And then you turn up to a client and say, look, this is what we've just built. It's their expressions like, wow. Uh,
0: and, it's and very, did, it
1: very male dominant. Did,
0: very oh, male dominant. And this, of course, of mm. course, like most of the world. Mm. Um, so w- where did you do this alongside you? On, online, just doing it online? Yeah,
1: YouTube, YouTube, my dad, yeah. um, literally. And there's so much resources out there. Um, and I just literally latched onto them.
0: Well, you know what? You're a driving force in many different ways. Um, you. No, you are. You are. And I, 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 because I, I kind of picked up when you said you didn't like English and maths, and when you told me about your business, I'm not thinking. So it's not necessarily the learning that you dislike. It was the actual subject in itself, because to yeah. go away and learn on your own, and then create something which is is successful, takes a certain amount of drive and passion, and you from everything that you've told me and i said to you at the very beginning when before we even click record i couldn't find anything on you apart from yeah. palace you know my google search were, like blocking me and i don't know what's going on there like you told me so many different things and i'm like thinking i'm glad i wrote down what makes you tick because i had that as a question yeah. i said what makes you tick because i've seen you play you're you're very up and that and when you get the ball you're very direct just you know you've got good close control you're not someone who goes side to side for the fun of it. I've seen you. You like to turn and you go.
1: Yeah.
0: And is that that? I'm looking at that now, I'm thinking, that's kind of almost like a, a measure of you because at no point are you doing side to side.
1: No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> not. If, I, if I'm doing side to side, someone needs to tell me. <laughs> well, no, but I just get that. I'm
0: just looking to yeah. myself. At like, no point is the are you doing anything that says side to side I mean apart you know the, your current position now someone may oh you've moved to a different league but that's more to do with family mm. and logistics but yeah. in terms of your passion Portsmouth still want to get promoted you have the same passion and drive so that that, that for me is the standout theme or strand that I'm picking up from you I don't know if that's yeah. if I'm you know yeah I'm I think that's
1: fun yeah yeah. Yeah. It's, absolutely.
0: I, I, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm kind of very happy to have discovered this now instead of reading about it because it's, it's telling me something very different about you as a person. Because you watch someone play football and you don't know them.
1: No. You just watch them on the pitch for 90 minutes and that's yeah, it. Yeah. You,
0: you know, you might get someone abusing you or something because you kick the ball over the net and you're not in yeah. the goal. But other than that, yeah, it's good. <laughs> but no. Were
1: you
0: one I, of those, yeah? No, no. No. Do you know what? I'm not. Fortunately, I'm not. I, I I like to watch the game, and I just kind of, um yeah, I'm not one of those. Don't no. say I'm one of those. No, I'm not. I'm very much, <laughs> I'm very much defending myself.
1: But you are. I'm not <laughs> one of those. No, I'm not. That's funny. He, I've said
0: it so many times that everyone's going, "He's one of them." You're
1: trying to tell yourself, <laughs> "He's one
0: of them." He's one of them. He's definitely one of them. No, I'm not. Um, Right, okay, so look, so with your businesses now and your journey to where you are, Mm. is there anything in in terms of your footballing life so far that you wish you'd have done and still have plans to do?
1: Uh, Yes, I would like to be invested into a women's football team. So whether that's kind of build your own one up or jump on board with an already established club and and kind of pump some money in um, and which club would that be haven't decided yet <laughs> um, but that's in one of my kind of long term visions and plans is to yeah because you know it, it's something I'm very passionate about um, and it's something that I think yeah in my younger years football was very hard you know even my mum and dad paid you know there's four of us in my family and they paid so much money out for yeah. me um you know I used to get football boots you know I was a dancer before so before that before I was a footballer my mum was very much you know she was my dance teacher my sister was a dancer so she's very much like sure I was gonna be a dancer And then when I turned to football it's like my dad was like yes <laughs> she's a footballer well you've so, got the
0: dancing feet
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah no and that's just literally my visions it's kind of like to help out give back um you know, with the knowledge I've gotten, and the people that I know and um, the communities we could potentially help, whether it's like a, you know, a big community for women in football, girls in football, grassroots. I'm not really sure what it is, but I definitely want to definitely invest in the women's game.
0: And do you know what? I think that's almost like the perfect way to end because <laughs> I think just hearing you say that you want to invest is what we need to hear more from other professional footballers, semi-professional footballers, Mm. so that the game can grow. And, you know, from my humble position as a fan, the women's game needs to be financially independent.
1: 100%. 100%. And I think being in business, you see things differently. Yes, you're a player, but also you see things around you going, actually, if you've done this better, you could have this. So I think that's the business head on me. Um, But that's something I'm definitely passionate about.
0: Good. Well, look, I want to ask you a couple of questions before we wrap up in terms of predictions.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: prediction for Portsmouth and yourself?
1: Winning the league.
0: Winning the league. Um, predictions for your former team?
1: I reckon Palace will finish in the top four, you know. Mm. Top four, top five. OK. Yeah. Um, I still speak to some of the girls, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no hard feelings with me and Palace. It's just yeah. obviously the travel. I couldn't commit. And if I can't commit to something, I'm not doing it. Because um, at the end, it's not fair on me and it's not fair on the team. Um, but the team they've got now, they're still bringing players in. And mm. I think once they click, yeah, I do think at least top four, top five.
0: Top four, top five. Yeah. That's good. And uh, you, you mentioned about international. You previously had, you know, senior cap opportunities. Do you still have aspirations there?
1: I still do, of course. I always will. I mean, um, I play for the seniors, I think, 10 or 11 times. So for me, it's, you know, love, you put on your your Irish jersey and, and you play, it's nothing better. You know, watching my nan on the sideline, she loves it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting older now, so time isn't of the essence. However, but if they knocked on my door and said, Sherelle, look, we want you to come to a camp, I'm there. So well,
0: Yeah, I, I think you've got a chance. And I'm not saying that just because you're talking to you. I'm watching the Olympics. And there are quite a few players that are over 30 mm. playing at, at the top of their game. So, you know, you, you can say you're getting on, but are you getting on in that sense? You're, you're hitting the prime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel fitter say. than ever. Yeah. I feel, you know, last season was probably one of my best seasons for about two to three years. So, you know, just keep working hard on and off the pitch. That's the difference is working hard off the pitch. Um, But yeah, no, I'll just keep working hard And hopefully we'll win the league this year And
0: potentially be in a
1: championship next year Well listen, it'll
0: be great if you do I'm really hopeful for you and your teammates And uh, I'll be keeping a very keen eye Uh, Will you be able to come back on? Because I know that you're a businesswoman Two businesses, footballer (sighs) Where do you find the time? You know, seriously Don't
1: ask (laughs) (laughs) My dad my day's planned to the T. <laughs>
0: I might have to get you on one. You, I say, look, look, just give me twenty minutes. Just drive on the M25, <laughs> and then just, just for old times' sake, and we'll turn that twenty minutes into forty minutes, and we can have a catch up. That would be good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just let me know, and I'll be there. All right, brilliant. Absolutely.
0: Thanks a lot. Right, no, um, that's you. it for this episode. Uh, we were speaking to Sherelle Casal. Got it right this time. everyone uh that's it for now and uh we'll see you very soon bye for now